welcome to the MSF Farm Talk podcast. I'm Tegan Buckley and this episode is being brought to you from the Brownswell Crop Competition and Walk Day in the SA Mallee. I'm here with one of our specialist directors, the one and only Kenton Porker. Welcome, Kenton. Welcome. So I'm on a mission this year to interview all of our directors so that our listeners, sponsors, supporters, and anyone out there can get to know us at MSF a little bit better. First up, Kenton, can you tell us a little bit about you and your role with MSF and uh, SARDI? So I'm a research scientist with SARDI based at the Wake campus in serial agronomy. I, I work out of that campus and we conduct a whole heap of agronomy trials across the state and we do have a strong focus in the Mallee. Yeah, great. So what do you enjoy most about being a researcher in ag then? I think it's actually days like this when we're out and about talking to growers and I guess giving growers some solutions for problems they have in their field and also working with really cool people. So in research there's a really good community and we've all become really good friends and it is it is a fantastic industry. Yeah, it certainly is. So um, when you're not working, what are you doing? Well, I'm trying to ride my bike, okay? So <laughs> I like cycling and I often fall off, but that's okay. And, and apart from that, I guess it's, you'll probably find me walking the dog down to the dog park and enjoying the great outdoors. Yeah, fantastic. What a good life. So can you give us a quick summary of the key projects that you're working on here in the Mallee? So I guess for me, we have a strong focus on crop development. So we have a whole heap of projects really that span across understanding how varieties flower and why that's important. So if you think about the Mallee, it's actually quite a unique environment. So we, we struggle with frost, we struggle with heat stress, and we also struggle with drought. So a lot of, we, a lot of the work that we do is pretty much trying to understand from a grower's point of view what, what some of the things they can actually do to manage all those three stresses. So we've finished up with um, the management of early sown wheat series. Um, we also manage all the national variety trials throughout this Mallee region in conjunction with Frontier Farming Systems. And we do some work in oats, so looking at um, hay options, fodder options, but I'll leave that for Courtney Pierce, who leaves yeah, that to talk about that. Definitely, we'll get her on the podcast. Um, so we actually just launched a new Lockdown Lowdown Victoria series, which is in lieu of the field days over there with Michael Moody. And the first video was actually about a trial that you did over there on Early Sown Week. So I'll put a link in the episode description so that anyone listening out there can go and check that out if they haven't already. But Kenton, do you have any further comments to add about this trial or any key findings? Sure. So this is actually a really fun trial that's really extending some of the findings from the management of early sown wheat project. So we actually conducted three years of trials in the Mallee region, so some at Loxton and Mildura across the last three years, looking at what is the optimum time to plant some of these winter wheats, um, what new winter wheats are actually adapted to the Mallee. And one of the things that came out of that was when we talk about avoiding frost with flowering date, we could actually achieve quite a high yield potential from sowing earlier and then still flowering late to try and avoid frost. And that's what Michael's trial is really looking at. This whole thing, rather than traditionally sowing late and flowering late to avoid frost, can we sow early and flower late to avoid frost? And there's a number of ways to do that. One is with winter weeds. The other ways that we're playing around with is, okay, what can you actually do in season to delay flowering time? So if you were to sow a very fast spring wheat early, quite clearly it's going to flower too early, but we're looking at things like mowing it down or crimping it or defoliating it to actually delay its flowering time to take it out of a frost 
susceptible or frost risk window. What do you think are research priorities here in the Valley that we could be focusing more on? Every meeting you go to and every grower you talk to, it seems to be frost is front of mind. So yeah. it's hard to um, go away from that. But I also think about, we actually are now getting quite intense farming systems in the Mallee. So how can we keep nitrogen in the system? So things like, how can we maintain the fertility of our Mallee soils? So and part of that is making break crops work and making pulses work and I guess getting our fertility up so that some of these end decisions that we have to make in the season that we actually have the end underneath our crops to yeah. fulfill potential yield. Yeah, great. I was up early this morning on Twitter and I was asking our followers mm. to send in some questions to ask you in this interview. Okay. So the first question on Twitter was from Robert Pocock. Kenton, what's the next big thing, crop advances, tech, phenology or chemistry? Well, that's actually a really difficult question particularly when we talk about low rainfall environments I don't think there's a any one obvious solution left there's actually not a great deal of solutions left in the low rainfall environment but if you think about one of the things I'm focused on I talk a lot about early sowing you probably get sick of me talking about early sowing and crop development but if we could actually establish crops on less water so establish crops on lower soil water potential. So if you think about it now, we might get the opportunity to establish a crop in say 30 to 40% of years in April. But what if we could actually take that to 60 to 70% of the years and that becomes a two in three equation. And that, that really is transformational for the Mallee. But the only really way you're going to achieve that is through all those things that Robert talked about. So yeah. it will be technology. So working with engineers about new seeding systems, um, phenology, you're going to have to obviously match the establishment time with with crop development and chemistry there'll be challenges around um, disease and also maybe there's things we could be putting on the crop to actually make them establish um, mm. under low water potential so drought proofing our crops would be amazing and taking some of the risk out of those decisions we make all at the start of the year mm. I think risk management is, is going to play a key part Yes, absolutely. So, moving on to the second one, Sean Matthewson. When are we likely to see earlier maturing winter barley varieties suited to the Mallee becoming available? Do you have any answers for Sean? Thinking about winter barley varieties, so um, it's a good question because I think the last commercially available winter barley variety we've had in Australia was released in 2005 called Urambi and it was released for dual purpose use, so for graze and grain. And I think the breeders are interesting, but interested, sorry, but I don't know if there's any just immediately on the cards. Certainly we're getting direct introductions from Europe, which are working well down in the higher rainfall environments. But I think it comes back to growers telling breeders that this is this is what they want and this has a fit in their farming system and then it then it should be that it should happen. Yeah, great. So the last question on Twitter was from Skeet Lawson. Skeet says, if a vehicle is travelling at 40k an hour and little Kenton is travelling in the same direction at 3k an hour, how many bugs will Kenton squash on the bonnet of vehicle once he gets cleaned up by vehicle? Can you elaborate a little bit more about where Skeet's going to with I this I don't story? know. Skeet, Skeet's got the story wrong to start with. So okay. I wasn't going three kilometres an hour. I was going 45 kilometres an hour on my bike and a car pulled out in front of me. And that's pretty much all I can okay. remember. So I cannot remember or tell you how many bugs I actually squashed. There you go, Skeet. Hopefully that answers your question, mate. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're feeling better now, though. Yeah. yeah.
So, what has been the most rewarding aspects of being an MSF director? And by the way, someone not mentioning any names here wants to know what your favourite karaoke song is as well. Oh, I'm going to have to think about the karaoke song because I don't really have a favourite. But um, for me, the most rewarding thing is I'm actually originally from the Valley, so I grew up around Karunda, and it's really, for me, a chance to give something back to the Mallee and it's a great environment and I feel there's lots of research questions and lots that growers have challenges in this environment so helping them in some small part um, working towards that is what's really rewarding. Well Kenton thank you so much for gracing us with your presence on the MSF Barn Talk podcast. Any final words before we wrap up this episode? No, I think that's covered it. It's been fun. Yeah, thanks. Encourage everyone to engage with MSF. They're a great bunch. Yeah, Ask Us. We'll um, definitely be doing more of this Ask Twitter stuff for upcoming episodes. So thank you for all who sent in their questions. Catch ya. Don't forget to share this episode with a mate if you took some value away from it and be sure to subscribe, rate and review our podcast. Thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you in the next episode.